Hi, and welcome to BOSS, a research podcast by CBS Sustainability. My name is Sarah. I'm Center Manager at Copenhagen Business School, and I'm the host of this podcast. The name BOSS stands for the Business of Society, which is kind of a guiding principle for the work that we do. As the name suggests, we're interested in how business and society interrelate and what business responsibilities are towards society. In this podcast, we will share, discuss and reflect on CSR and sustainability-related issues through conversations with researchers and practitioners. Featuring our colleagues, we aim to inspire you to reflect and take part in the discussion on how to transition towards more sustainable practices for organizations and government, and for you and me. In today's episode, you are listening to the opening speech by our academic director, Steen Valentin, at the 20th anniversary event of our center. Good afternoon, and welcome to our anniversary event. We are happy to see younger faces, as well as old acquaintances in the audience. My name is Steen Valenti. I am the academic director of the CBS Sustainability Center. On behalf of myself, Sarah Netter, our center direct manager, and indeed the whole center, uh, I'd like to welcome you to the celebration of our first 20 years in existence. To paraphrase, you might say, the CBS strategy, 20 years of contributing to sustainable transformations in business. How did it all begin? It was in the olden days, under President Finn Jung Jensen, where many flowers were allowed to grow. But it was before Dorley took the reins as head of department of what, what was then the IKL departments. Difficult to imagine a department without Dorley at the helm these days. The center came into being as CBR, which sounds very public official stuff. CBR, the Center for Corporate Values and Responsibility, in the spring, early summer of 2002. Professor Peter Prusen was retiring, and the center was meant to institutionalize and secure the continuation of the work that in particular he and colleagues, including Ole Thyssen, had been doing on values-based management and ethical accounting, work that went all the way back to the mid to, to late 1980s. Whereas the work of Prusen and colleagues had a philosophical, ethical, sometimes spiritual edge, the center took off in a less, if you will, normative direction with a broader social sciences and humanities orientation. Instead of elderly philosopher kings, a younger and certainly more hard-nosed associate, soon-to-be full professor and communication scholar, Mette Morsing, took the lead and kept it for 10 years plus some. Needless to say, Mette is truly the founding mother of the center in many ways, although people like myself have also certainly been along and contributing since the beginning. Mette combined, and still combines, I'm sure, with the UN, an unbelievable ability to work hard, think big, attract international talent, and overall convince important people about the merits of CSR and sustainability, open doors, kick them in if necessary, lead up and make things happen. Her main partner in crime for many years was Jonas Eder Hans, former student of hers who became the first center manager. In fact, for a few years, Meta and Jonas pretty much were the center. The center was virtual to begin with and centered on their office and tactical maneuvering at Dalgas Hale and elsewhere at CBS. The center only became a proper physical entity after, after IKL's move to Porcelain Sound in 2005 and a kind donation of uh, 1 million Danish kroner from our friend Mass Ørelsen in 2006. Mass should also show up, but he's not here yet. We can thank him again. This donation helped convince the top brass at CBS that there was something to build on here, and so it came to be under the strategic leadership of the dynamic duo 
Mette and head of department Dorte, who must be credited with doing a lot of the heavy lifting and institutional work needed to secure a solid base for CSR and sustainability at CBS. Their joint efforts were instrumental in attracting people like Professors Lucia Reich, Kai Hoggart, Andreas Rache, Dennis Schöneborn, and Jeremy Moon to Copenhagen and CBS, and they, among others, have been instrumental in raising the bar for our research, teaching, and overall performance and professionalism, and for attracting and helping to develop the skills of top-flight PhDs. The years at Porcelain Town, I believe I joined physically around 2008, uh, was saw the center develop into one of the largest business school concentrations of researchers doing work on different aspects of CSR, sustainable development, social entrepreneurship, multi-stakeholder initiatives, ESG, what have you. The center is and has been for many years widely acknowledged as one of the top-class research environments in this area in Europe. As we know, we have read this a lot in our books also as students, people are the most valuable resources that organizations depend on. But apart from recruitment, important milestones, other than the center becoming a proper center, include hosting the second international EAPIS colloquium in 2003, starring none other than Harvard Business School professor Michael Porter himself. I really wish we had that on tape. It was remarkable. There were business and society scholars acting out physically uh, to his instrumentalism. And of course, he had to be paid, I think, 300,000 kroners to even come to Denmark. It was, uh, it was interesting. Other important events, the establishment that the center took very active part in, the establishment of the CBS Prime Office in 2009. I myself hosted the Knowledge Group on CSR from 2010 to 2018. We have the work of the Sustainability Platform, coordinated by Med and Stephen Aponte from 11 to 16. We hosted, uh, some of our people hosted the NGO Business Partnership 2012 conference, starring none other than Kofi Annan and Crown Princess Mary. We had the GRB, Governing Responsible Business, World-Class Research Environment Funding, spearheaded by Andreas from 14 to 19. We also had the VLUX Chair in Corporate Sustainability from 14 to 19, which brought us, of course, Jeremy. Most recently, we also have a center mashup going, first with the University of Bath and now also with our good colleagues at ESAR. Add to this, you might say, a large number of externally funded research projects, none mentioned, none forgotten. There are so many because we have so many entrepreneurial colleagues that are skillful in attracting external funding. When it comes to naming, uh, in 2007, the center's name was changed to CBS CSR, and I believe this was an invention of Kai Hoggart's. It seemed more fitting and aligned with what we were doing, although it should be emphasized, the center was never exclusively about CSR. It always had a much broader business and society scope, both in research and teaching. In 2018, after relocating to Dengasheu, along with the newly formed MSC department, the center was relaunched as CBS Sustainability, and now we are officially somewhat covertly changing the name to the CBS Sustainability Center for two reasons, to avoid misunderstandings that, like, pe like people thinking the center is a campus or staff function taking care of sustainability at CBS. We have people looking into that. I'm thinking about you, Jan. But, of course, we are also very much a research center. Uh, and to, also to make people who prefer that centers have center in their names more comfortable. As institutional theory predicts, they will be. This is kind of an academic joke. <laughs> Meta's legacy was carried on by Espen, Rabik Pedersen, who took over as academic director in 2012. Uh, I took over from Espen in 2016. Then Jeremy uh, took the hot seat in 19 after the completion of the Vilux chair funding. And now it's me again. In the important center management role, Jonas, who left for the big wide world of sustainable fashion in 2010, was succeeded by Elisabeth Krone, Janne Tuskov Petersen, Elisa Lind Jakobsen, Kirsti Reitan Andersen, Louisa Thompson, and since 2016, Sara Netter, who is my close collaborator among many other things she's doing. 
I should mention that many of our former center managers have continued their careers as sustainability professionals in pro prominent businesses or other organizations. They all, of course, deserve great thanks for their important contributions to our work. It's important also to mention and give thanks to the many student assistants that we've had at the center over the years. They have made outstanding contributions to everything from our research and data collection and crunching to events, seminars, and conferences. We couldn't do big things and look professional and well-organized, cool, calm, and collected while doing them without outstanding contributions from student assistants. It is as simple as that. Overall, the center has developed in close dialogue, collaboration, and partnerships with leading businesses like Novo, Mass, Carlsberg, and others, and with leading professionals. We have had so much going on with leading professionals from businesses large and small, civil society organizations, and other organizations, not to mention student organizations like Oikos. Teaching has also played a crucial role in our development, not just as something we do, but as something we learn from. Today, we are basically present at pretty much every level of education in CBS, from bachelor to master of science, PhD, full-time and executive MBA, master program, CBS executive, Hote, you name it. What has changed then over 20 years? You may be tempted to say when you've been here for as long as I have, everything has changed. It would be an exaggeration, though. After all, we are still struggling with the same fundamental questions of how to reconcile economic instrumentalism and economic growth imperatives with social responsibility and sustainable solutions. And in a world of crises, in the plural and multiple conflicts, it is not always apparent that we are moving in the right direction or moving fast enough. However, a lot has changed at CBS in the research and education ecosystems we are part of and in society. Certainly for researchers, the publication game has changed dramatically, for better or worse, both in a general and a more specific sense. It has become more international more demanding and more market-like. In research, we have witnessed an explosive growth in publications and research outlets with the proliferation of more specialized journals with, and with mainstream management and organization journals and others uh, publishing papers on CSR uh, and sustainability. You might also say that's become a much more you know, stronger European presence in this, uh, whereas you might say, for instance, throughout the 90s, uh, it was very, very much still US-dominated. As a result, junior researchers are now compared to 20 years ago, entering a field with more established and varied research streams and more clearly defined areas of interest and concern. From a social sciences perspective, much more is arguably possible, and many more research streams and opportunities are available. Our international, our international networks have also grown stronger. Besides, with the climate crisis and the proliferation of the UN Sustainable Development Goals and other developments, there is now an unprecedented urgency and awareness around sustainability issues and green transition in society and among businesses, and it makes a difference in the classroom, no doubt about it. Whereas 15 to 20 years ago, we were used to having discussions with anti-CSR Friedmanites in class, arguing that the business of business ought to be nothing more than business. This viewpoint is hardly ever voiced anymore in class, at least that's my experience. I'm sure that we have a lot of other challenges teaching sustainability these days with the world being the way that it is. But... Instead of discussing whether companies need to engage in sustainability, it has become more a matter of how. Obviously, there are a lot of unanswered questions pertaining to that how for most, if not all, companies. We are facing a lot of complex and wicked problems, and the solutions involve intricate interrelations between government regulation, corporate self-regulation, supply chains, and stakeholder management, and so on and so forth. And I wrote this in bold. 
More than ever before, it is important that CBS is able to support and provide knowledge and guidance for professionals, businesses, and other organizations in their efforts to deal with the environmental, social, and economic opportunities and challenges of sustainability. This is key to me. Speaking of overall contribution uh, and legacy in this field, uh, in the realm of sustainability and social uh, responsibility, and keeping in mind, uh, if you will, the omnipresent Nordic Nine, Scandinavia has a proud heritage, uh, has made a huge imprint on the way that we talk about these things. Uh, just think of the Brundtland report, obviously starring then Norwegian Prime Minister Gohal and Brundtland. We also have the work of Thomas Rockstrom and the Stockholm Resilience Centre on the Planetary Boundaries Framework. Even the stakeholder model is supposedly a Scandinavian invention, being the brainchild of a uh, Swedish professor of business administration, Eric Renman, uh, who uh, did his work back in the 1960s. Our friend, uh, the American sustainability Viking, Robert Strand, wrote a paper about this more than 10 years ago together with R. Edward Freeman. You might say the center's contribution to the field are arguably a little harder to pin down in these seminal contributions, meaning that one of our key strengths have always been our diversity and cross-disciplinarity. Our faculty is diverse, both in terms of nationalities and disciplinary allegiances and backgrounds. Center faculty indeed continue to make vital and leading contributions to all these areas that also, you might say, not just stay within the, the, the boxes, but also work across. Uh, whether we're talking about sustainability governance issues of roles of government and regulation, social entrepreneurship and innovation, ranging from, you might say, small startups to entrepreneurship and so on and so forth, consumer and behavioral research, a lot of experimental work in that area, and communication and organization studies, which was, going back to Meta, where she made some of her seminal contributions to creating, in a way, the field of, of CSR communication back in the days. We are also very active focusing on areas such as ESG, as Christian will talk about, circular economy, and also a lot of research is closely related to uh, the work of our sister Center for Business and Development Studies. It is very much, you might say, the co-contribution, coexistence, and cross-fertilization, different perspectives, that is our special claim to fame. Now, final page. It is an important claim. Considering the complexity of the problems and challenges we are facing, of course, the center is not alone in addressing sustainability challenges at CBS. We are now more than ever part of a larger ecosystem that includes not only our sister center, CBDS, and other researchers at, 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 other researchers at MSC, but also the Green Transitions Initiative, the Copenhagen School of Energy Infrastructure, the Prime Office, and research involving colleagues from, I dare say, most other departments at CBS. We see it as part of our function, uh, Sarah and I, certainly, uh, within CBS to fa facilitate dialogue about sustainability across different silos, and we still have them, and research disciplines and environments. Taking a look internationally, countless other business schools and universities have established sustainability centers in recent years. They want to communicate that they are part of the solution. The Network for Business Sustainability, for instance, has organized what they call the Sustainability Centers Community, SCC, which is a virtual network of nearly 200 sustainability centers around the world, just to illustrate. However, while the field is definitely becoming more competitive and collaborative, uh, with many parties vying for resources and attention, few can match us in terms of knowledge, expertise, and critical mass to repeat myself and once again reveal my obvious bias. The investment that CBS has made in sustainability over the years, alongside our geographical and cultural location, being in Copenhagen, Denmark, Scandinavia, the Nordics, give us a sustained competitive advantage compared to many of the business schools we would like to, compare, uh, to be compared with internationally. We hope to be able to build on this advantage in the coming years at the center and other parts of CBS and in collaboration and partnerships with businesses, civil society organizations, and government, not to mention students. In closing, 
The establishment and persistence of the center has been part of CBS's journey and transformation into becoming a business university with a high international profile. While integration of sustainability into everything we do everywhere may be the aspirational end goal, specialization is needed to keep us ahead and will be needed for many years to come. It is part of what it means to be a transformative business school. It is probably not surprising that I would say that. It will be my final words for now. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of BOSS. Are you interested in learning more about our work? Then check out our website or follow our BOSS blog. The music featured in this podcast is by Crowender.